All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. going on good people of the internet it is time for on comics flagship podcast panel to panel where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such we are here live for episode 14 of this amazing podcast we bring you every uh, saturday at yeah, saturday uh, my, my days are running together but we are here and it has been a some semi big week for comics and next week's gonna even be bigger so we're gonna dig into this news but first uh my name is james portis to my left we have the man who is going to be very angry next week and will be here to rant about it next week but we love him travis how you doing uh i'm doing all right man (laughs) just put me on blast like that hey hey it gives you a preview for next week because like it'll be great don't worry like like it'll be like a very rage-filled episode but no here right now since he's good we're gonna go to our special guest Live from YouTube himself, Mr. Cape Joel. How about you plug all your stuff and let everybody know where they can find you? Hey, thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Uh, Yes, as they mentioned, I am Cape Joel. You may know me from the Cape Joel channel where I do weekly reviews, videos, podcasts. Uh, You may know me from one of the several podcasts I'm on, either be it the comic multiverse that I run, the Elseworlds Exchange that I co-host, the uh, now former weekly poll that I was a member at for uh, years and years. And uh, yeah, you can of course find me over at Cape Joel on uh, Twitter, trying to keep it all nice and easy for everyone to find. And that's, uh, that's basically what I'm all about. That is excellent. Thank you for joining us this evening. And then we're oh, happy to. That's going to be a great episode. Don't forget to uh, ch- check us out on uh, social media at PGP underscore podcast for Twitter and for the website on comicsground.com as well on Twitter and Instagram at on comicsground. We are going to go ahead and dig right into the news, starting off with the DC news for the evening. Krypton, the show that was brought to you by Sci-Fi, has been officially canceled after two seasons, as well as the Lobo spinoff that, I don't know who in the right mind thought that was a good idea, um, has been axed as well. I, I, I can't say that I ever got around to watching Krypton. I've seen, like, clips and whatnot, but I never saw it as a good idea. 
I watched the show almost exclusively through uh, one of my co-hosts, Matt. Uh, he had nothing but glowing things to say about the show. But then again, he's the biggest Superman mark that I know. So, you know, he was an easy lay for that kind of content. I'm sorry for people who lost the show, but I know I didn't pick it up because uh, as we were talking before we even started here, my uh, my cancellations uh, senses were tingling on this one. I had a feeling that this one wasn't going to last. And sadly, I was correct. It's so tragic, too, because, like, you saw um, Swamp Thing canceled, which was even worse, but that was marred by controversy because of the budget, but also, mm -hmm. like, all of these comic book shows like that and Lucifer and now Krypton are just, like, sliding off. It's almost like anything that isn't CW or DC Universe related is just gone. And with Disney Plus on the horizon, I truly feel we are heading to an app-based future. If you are not exclusive to either the uh, Disney or Warner Brothers apps or you eventually get put up there for posterity's sake, I don't think you're going to last all that long. You need to have an app behind you or something like that. Travis, did you watch it? I, I, I didn't get around to it. I, I saw the commercials and was interested, but I, I feel like our cases are why it got canceled because <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it was oh this looks cool and then just i just never watched it and uh, now now i'll never get to actually see it continued if i do watch it so interest is kind of gone for me that's what's tragic about it you 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 wanted to see it get like maybe one more season that way you could get around to watching it like okay i'll get to it sooner or later but you just you never got to it and it's tragic and i'm, tr I'm still trying to figure out like what would a Lobo sh show have been like? Like Him hunting dudes every episode would be like cops, but in space with DC aliens. <laughs> cops in space with Lobo. I, I... No, like, you know, it wouldn't have been cops. It would have been Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, there you go. That's the <laughs> reference I was looking. Yes, it would be Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> All right, bro, we're in space right now. Oh, this Tamaranian's been hitting his wife, but don't worry, the main man's going to deal oh, with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you got here? A little space ice, bro? Oh, my God. That would there be, you go. That would be That's the greatest. That would be the greatest thing ever. See, look, I, I couldn't make time in my schedule for Krypton because there's way too much stuff, and I feel everything is way too connected. And it's like, look, if it's not connected to something bigger, it's hard for me to make time for it. I would have made time for that Lobo show that we've just pitched right now. No, it's good it's not connected to anything. That way it can, you know, be funnier. <laughs> Uh, I feel like doing a Lobo show is a little mm, difficult to say the least. Why do you say that? It would have been well, just just because of who he is, like as a character. Um, he's not really even in his own comic. There's very little serialization in no, his own. That's fair. It, it's it's there's none of his stories are connected. They're all little wacky adventures. So we'd probably end up with like a live action gory cartoon almost. That would be kind of cool. I think there's more serialization in Deadpool, and I think that's very much what uh, DC wanted there, their own answer to Deadpool. Like, hey, don't we have a guy who's kind of like a mercenary and kind of funny and kind of crazy and everything? Can't we make something work with that? I mean, like, don't they already have Harley Quinn coming out, though? Well, now they have that. So, see, once again, Lobo <laughs> has no space to fill because, once again... I I'm still bothered by this whole let's make Harley Quinn Deadpool thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, she's the new fourth pillar. Oof. Like that, that just, that's so much cringe, though. Like, like, don't get me wrong, Harley Quinn is an amazing character, and, like, granted, I don't, I'm still mixed on how I feel about 
her being a child icon, even though she's an abused victim. But, like, as a character, I love her. So I'm torn on how to feel about her being the fourth pillar of DC. It's it's a very complicated thing. I often say the words, you know, it's not my place to tell people what they find empowering. It's especially not my place to tell young women what they find That's empowering. Very true. That's very true. But at the same time, too, it's like, but, but Harley Quinn, though, you know, not safe or sane or anything else. It's just, just okay, fine, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, to, to be fair, uh, all of the pillars have a lot of different sins, but Harley mm. Quinn was directly, like, she was basically woman Joker for a while, and yeah. so it's really hard to kind of take away from her particular sins. Mm. And it's like, I don't want to be too rough on her for that, too, because it's like, well, most of the Avengers started as villains, too. Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. Quicksilver. But then it's like, ah, oh, but that's so different. It's 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 a thorny, thorny issue. I feel like someone smarter than me needs to write uh, a dissertation on this uh, strange phenomenon. I mean, if we're letting Wonder Woman, who broke necks, walk around, like, mm-hmm. I, I think Harley can, like, possibly be the fourth pillar. But, like, there, there could have been, like, could, couldn't, like vixen or supergirl or black canary fill that spot like something not that i guess they're not funny i guess it's just people like to laugh oh god so all in all like krypton we're sorry to see you go but you weren't interesting enough for us to even take a look Mm. (laughs) okay so going into the next topic of the dc solicitations came out for november yes november and there was some stuff we'd already known about. There was the big cover reveal for Batman Last Night Earth, Night on Earth that was just, oh, it was. It looks so good. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm, after last issue though, I'm kind of glad that the the Omega person isn't Dick. I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. that Scott Snyder got what he wanted and finally made Dick the head of the Court of Owls. But, yeah. But like. I, I'm now now I just think Omega's just gonna be Bruce and, I, and, I, and it's gonna be lame. The other one, yeah, that definitely seemed to be either that or Damien or something like that. Uh, uh. Why is everyone trying to make Damien Batman right now? Like Tom Taylor, maybe it'll be Scott Snyder too. Like I'm just uh. that that canceled Arkham game where he was actually going to be the Batman you played as. Uh, I try to forget that was a thing. It was funny because, like, Travis, weren't we talking about the Arkham games a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we've we've talked about them several times on several different reasons. Okay, well, like, uh, so the first major thing that wasn't that was like announced before um, this solicitation is dropped by like, earlier in the week was that the infected. Um, we, we've been hinting at like they've been hinting at this in the new Batman versus Superman book, and also with he, uh, Year of the Villain going on, that the Batman who laughed was going to infect certain heroes with like, did it, did it say his own toxin or like like is it the helmet? Travis? They uh, they haven't really said, but I'm gonna assume it's the same thing that turned Bruce. Um, they because they it's hard to explain they. When they did the Bat Who Laughs solo series that Scott Snyder just finished up with uh, Jock doing the art, it kind of led into what's coming up in Superman Batman. Okay. That he was making a argument. serum. Yeah. A serum? Well, it, it hasn't yeah. really... Uh, he he made a serum, but he didn't make a serum. Hard to explain. 
Yeah, they left it open-ended. It's like, did it work or did Batman get rid of it? He has the technology. He has the means to do it. Right. And, and you see him cure himself and you're like, ah, what happened, man? Like, it's so we just kind of got to wait for it. Okay. Um, that, that, I'm, see, now I'm torn on how I feel about that because it's, it's just a serum. That's kind of weird. I'm, I don't know how I feel about this first one. King Shazam. Like, why are we trying to make Billy, like, a king? And evil. It's a very weird time to do edgy Shazam when you just had that really, well, I was going to say popular and underperformed, but that really good movie that, you know, was nice because it was kind of all ages, all family appeal. Hey, let's make him a bad guy now. I mean, like, just because Jeff John Shazam got pushed back a third time doesn't mean you have to make him a villain. It feels like they're literally taking out so much on Jeff Johns right now. Hey, you know this character you love and want to write about? Guess what? He's bad now. Oh, you love the Legion of Superheroes? Guess what? Bendis is writing it. Hey, uh, you you thought Dr. Manhattan did all this? Well, screw you. It was Perpetua. Uh, It hurts my soul so much. Like, I, I... Especially, especially the um, entire Legion of Superheroes thing, because like he had been prepping that Saturn girl's bin in Doomsday Clock, but they're just gonna be like, "Hey, we're here, guys!" I'm like, but "You're not supposed to be here." <laughs> <laughs> we took it away from you because that's what we can do. Now, granted, I'm like, "Yay, Asian cosmic boy and black um, Lightning Lad!" Even though there's controversy going on right now because originally Lightning Lad wasn't supposed to be black. But, like, uh, okay. <laughs> and the rumor is, like, the reason why from last week and apparently the next set of um, Superman and Supergirl books were um, sent back and asked to be destroyed by DC was because it was, like, the original version of Lightning Lad and the new oh. one got mixed up. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, is that the theory why? I heard they got sent back because the content... Uh, on the cover no longer uh, represented the book, to which I instantly called bullshit on that. I'm like, oh, we're doing that now because covers are misleading? Then, geez, I guess you might as well get rid of everything you came out with this week. Yeah. <laughs> but that that makes way more sense, actually. That really, really makes way more sense, what you just said. It does. And like, Now, granted, I like I am happy that Legion of Superheroes is beginning, getting a book, but like the slap to face to Bendis is very sad. Like One of the highlights for um, this month is the fact that Legion of Superheroes number one is going on. But like, wasn't Bendis trying to resurrect his indie line? What happened to that? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to Pearl and the other one? Weren't Starlight. they just, like, short or, like, yeah? I-, I thought the deal was he would come to DC, do Wonder Comics and the-, and the Superman books, and do his indie line. But now, like, those are gone, and Legion is a thing. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It-, it feels like whoever the new president is at DC, there was a lot of uh, shuffling around with the lines, where it's like, okay, you know, we got to get rid of all of these uh, superfluous lines and replace them with several more superfluous lines. Um, so the, like, so the other, like one of, one of the uh, infected books is Jaime Reyes. Who's been gone from the spotlight of DC comics for mm-hmm. like a year and a half now is infected. Um, Huh? I think he's got the best design. I mean, at least he's doing something. I mean, if you're going to shine the spotlight on someone, at least make it someone like Jaime, who, God willing, when all of this is said and done, might get another solo. Travis, didn't you review the like the, the tail end of Blue Beetle? 
No, 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 I didn't. I thought you did. No, I'm actually just kind of... I'm kind of really just worried about how these characters are going to behave when they're infected. Mm. It kind of feels but, like Blackest Night a little bit. Like, they're trying to warp these characters for, like, no reason. Right, and, it, it, like, if you remember what we were talking about uh, last week or the week before, how the Bat Who Laughs being basically uh, Batman's Superboy Prime... Are we getting that for everyone else? That would be weird. Yeah, that's... <sighs> like like Shazam going, Hey, Billy Batson isn't as good as you think he is. He does all these bad things because we wrote him mm. weird in the New 52. And I'm like, do oh, we yeah. need that? Like, like I, I don't know. It's a, it's funny. You, uh, you say that. Uh, I instantly thought of this when I heard the infected. I'm like, oh, it's like Marvel Axis with a bunch of heroes yes! getting inverted. <laughs> That's what okay. came to my mind. <laughs> Travis, have you read Axis? No, I have not. But okay. I'm I'm on the power of Google currently. Okay, so like Axis was when um like the, all the villains became heroes, and all the heroes became villains, and like they just like swapped everything. Mm. And whenever when they tried to like change it back, like some of them stayed evil, like. Tony Stark stayed a, stayed a jackass for a while. Sabretooth became a good guy. And I yeah. wish that version Ooh. of Sabretooth was still a thing. I like we... that version, too. That version was under. Am I looking at, like, a Red Skull onslaught here? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> that's, that's what kicked the whole thing off, which is funny. Red Skull onslaught only in the first two issues. Yep. Wow. And they even tried to bring back Apocalypse to fight him. <laughs> Yes, they did. It was Evan, the little kid apocalypse, actually got to be grown apocalypse because when he got inverted, that's what happened to him. It's like, hey, go back to being bad. No. And then Deadpool was like, hey, um, hey, Evan, can you not be a bad guy anymore? No. Deadpool had the best tie-in, actually. That was during the Duggan era when he briefly became Zenpool and he was sane and totally happy for a change. Yes. Is this the one where he's got the white robes that I'm looking yes. at right here? Yes. yes. Okay, because I was like, he's got Buddha beads and robe? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the best era for Carnage as well because he was a superhero and he would leave notes like, um, saved by your friendly neighborhood Carnage. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> It was really funny. There's a really funny mini series. Hobgoblin was a good guy, too, and Hobgoblin made a go at being a good guy. And he's like, well, I've got all these supervillain contacts because I sold them all costumes. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, they, they never even bothered to explain that. I would say, hey, so did Roderick Kingsley just end up being a bad guy again? Yeah, sure, whatever. Well, like, d d was, wasn't, like, Hobgoblin brought back under Norman's leadership? Wait, no, or did Spider Island come after or before access. before before okay cool way before okay and then the other these other two were teased but we didn't see them in the solicitations because we saw, we saw the announcement of their books because we're getting a hawkman one and a supergirl one supergirl looks freaking insane yeah she does hawkman just kind of looks like they just recycled his um ancient version of him from metal and i was like okay whatever yeah ha hawkman does not change all that much <laughs> Supergirl vampire claws. Yeah. Supergirl looks freaking creepy. Man, they, they love redesigning Supergirl and making her all hardcore. Remember Red Lantern Supergirl? Red Lantern Supergirl. Yeah. There was when they brought her back during the pre-New 52 and she mm -hmm. was like slave to Darkseid. Yeah. They love edging her up for whatever reason. It's like... All edge, no point, man. Mm, but I'm too. <laughs> I like it.
<laughs> like supposed to be like your prime like seller to little girls and like your big TV show star and you made her a villain. Like whose idea was this? Yeah, it feels uh, feels like there's not a lot of multimedia cohesion happening at DC right now. It feels like a lot of uh, a lot of cooks in one kitchen moving in their own directions, adding their own ingredients to the soup. Well, like yeah, it definitely feels like that. We're, like DC doesn't know what the frick they're doing, and then. Like, so everything's just on fire, and Marvel's just kind of like, hey, anybody who wants to do anything, just make it happen. Mm. <laughs> like, as long as it's a good idea, we'll, 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 put a, we'll, we'll put a stamp on that. More or less. And then, we know from one of the solicitations like that was teased, that Donna Troy is, is the fifth infected, but did they say who the sixth one was? Gordon. Well, it's gotta be Gordon, right? Because he was already... But then again, you also wonder if the counting is off. Does Batman Who Laughs himself count as the sixth one? Ooh. Is, is he just overseeing the team? Is, is he managing them? Is this like wrestling? Does he just like walk them down to the ring and everything? Or is he like actually a member of the team? I mean, like if we're going with the full Secret Six reference, like you could say he's the Lex Luthor of the team in the shadows. Mm, right. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing when you say, "Oh, Secret Six is a team of six. Okay, well, who who counts already and who doesn't?" And that kind of like spins a little bit into our next topics, the Micahs of Infinite Crisis. The other thing that like ties into Scott Snyder's world as of late is that they're trying to do semi what if with um the Dark Multiverse that was created during Metal. With, yes. Like with these new um, tales from the dark multiverse, with the first one being a Blackest Night story, where apparently everyone lost except for like all, all like everyone lost in the Black Lanterns win, and Sinestro is the only one left as like a half White Lantern, half Black Lantern. Huh. That's uh, that Tim Seeley writing that, right? Thick. Yeah, it's Tim. It's Tim Seeley with art by Kyle Holtz and Dexter Vine. Nice. I'm down for it. Oh yeah. And and like. And then, and then the other one is um, Infinite Crisis Tales of the Multiverse, where apparently Blue Beetle is going to become Monarch, possibly? He's what? Getting a, he's getting a little stealth push there, Jaime Reyes. They're doing it by making him a bad guy, but like, he's getting a push. Wait. Well, wait. It's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not Jaime. I, I think it's it's Ted because of like the oh. event. I, I think it's Ted. That makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, it has yeah, to be Ted. Because he wouldn't have been around. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it looks like Ted Cord is like a like monarch because he's holding uh, the Lasso of Truth and Batman and Superman's capes with the tiara and the lantern on the ground. Interesting. And I'm like, it, this kind of feels like what DC should have done instead of like Damage and the Terrifics and like all these mm. Marvel Light books they tried to push at the beginning of like the end of Metal. Yeah, wouldn't this have been more interesting to be like, look, here's just a whole other universe where shit's darker and grittier and history's a little different and, you know, continuity's a little easier going instead of, yeah, like you said, just uh, launching a bunch of Xeroxes. <laughs> like, now granted, somehow, like, wait, I just I just realized something. Let me hit the control F button. Um, the Terrifics isn't on the solicitations. Oh, is it not? Oh, no, it is. It... No, no, it is. Don't 22. Oh, okay. I, I didn't okay. see it and I got really worried. The, the the one book that didn't need the whole dark multiverse thing to be a thing and is the only one to survive is very fitting. It's so weird. Like it's it's still Fantastic Four light and Je and Jeff Lemire is not even writing it anymore. And I'm it, no. it, I'm just like, why do you exist still? Can you not exist? It's very <laughs> weird. 
I mean, like, I even talked about it on last week's Blur Grounds, that it's, like, the only team book at Marvel where, like, a black character is leading, but, like, does it need to really exist? <laughs> well, we'll also be sure to never mention uh, that uh, Plastic Man is on this team and in other stuff. I know, and, like, they put his, like, he's swapping his costume from the Terrifics version back to the Red version, just mm. so Gail Simone can write him, and I'm like, okay, that works. Sure. Actually, actually, no, that's not true. And Leviathan Bendis does mention every team Plastic Man has been on. But again, that only makes things more confusing. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. DC picked up Ruby? Like, I, I think DC licensed Ruby as a comic. And Genlock. Yeah, and, yeah, Genlock's getting a comic, too. So there's clearly some good uh, faith back and forth there between Rooster Teeth and Warner Brothers. Which... Definitely dope. See, I didn't put it on there because I didn't think it was much of a highlight because I, I don't I'm not a big fan of it. But like, um, Travis, what is Ruby? Because I've never actually watched it or read it or anything. Same. Okay, it, it's it's kind of hard to explain because I didn't watch it. I like I watched a lot of Monty Ohm animation, and that was originally his show until he unfortunately passed away. Oh, okay. Uh, Monty Ohm was like he was a a CG animator, and he did these things on YouTube. You can look them up called Dead Fantasy. And it would be dead or alive characters fighting Final Fantasy characters. Mm. And dude straight dropped out of school to do this. And then eventually he started animating um, Red versus Blue for a little stint. And then he did Ruby, which was his own brainchild. And then even after he passed, Rooster Teeth kept it going for a while. And now it's getting a comic book. So I'm kind of interested. But Ruby, like, I didn't really get much into the story because I watched it for the fights, of course. But so the, for the fights, everyone's got a melee weapon that switches into, like, a gun mode. And mm. uh, if you've ever seen, like, a Crisis Core fight cutscene, a lot of the fights are like that. Okay. I uh, I was only familiar with Ruby when the characters would occasionally show up on Death Battle. That's the, that's the most I was aware of it. Right, right. Didn't Death Battle just do, like, Lobo versus Ghost Rider recently? Sure did. I need to watch that. Jeez. It's it's ironic because it's topical about Lobo. Hey. Very. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Okay, so this, so this next one, I'm really excited about. I, I I saw it at the top of the solicitations, and I got really excited because White Knight has been like my love child of like, mm. hey, a good Batman book. Can we all look at Sean Gordon Murphy and be like, hey, a good mm-hmm. Batman book, please. Because uh, Sh- uh, Sean Murphy is getting uh, getting the ability to write a spinoff book called Batman the White Knight Presents Vaughn Freeze. Mm, I like it. Um, apparently, uh, Victor Freeze must intervene to save the lives of Martha Wayne and the future Batman. Like, ooh. And apparently, like, some, like, there's, like, Nazis involved and whatnot. And I'm because uh, Mr. Freeze in the White Knight universe is actually the son of Nazi war criminals. That's such a cool idea for him. Very. Surprised no one's actually done anything like that. To be like, yeah, you know, he's got a, he's got a vaguely Germanic-sounding last name. Yeah, let's tie this all in, why don't we? <laughs> and what's so ironic is we have this spinoff coming out right as um, Peter Tomasi is doing the, the, the Nora Freeze arc in Detective, and I'm just like... Was that planned, or did no one look at the notes? <laughs> I don't think anyone did, but you know what? A happy accident. It's a good time to be a Mr. Freeze fan. Right. 
see, like, I wasn't the, always the biggest fan of him because, like, I enjoyed the 2003 version where he was just a criminal. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't always the biggest fan of, like, oh, he, him and his wife have to be always a thing. He's this tragic, like, criminal. Like, I don't know. That was just my thing. It's, it's a hard nut to crack because uh, Heart of Ice is just such an amazing Batman story. No one wants to leave that version, but it's also like if we don't leave this version, we're just going to keep telling the same story over and over again. That's why this almost seems refreshing. Like, mm-hmm. Travis, I know you've been itching for a minute about the idea of like Batman needs more interesting stories for their villains. So, like, yes, this could actually be something really good for you. Okay. Okay, I'm looking at these solicitations, and I'm, I, I found uh, Superman Smashes the Clan number one. Hey, <laughs> that, that's, right. been, that's been on the, like, the back burner for a minute, and it's finally coming out from the guy who uh, d- did the writing for the uh, Chinese Superman book, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm on board for that book, but I'm totally not on board for me, me no doubtably needing to have to screen all my comments when that one comes out. Uh, that, that's that's going to be rough. It'll be the second Superman-related book I did that for. I went on vacation when that first Lois Lane book came out, and I'm like, all right, I'm, tur- I'm turning comments off. I never do this. I'm turning them off. I want to be able to enjoy myself. I'm, I'm not going to be screening my comments all day. I respect that. <laughs> to which then the really angry people went to the next video to complain at me, and I'm like, all right, well, now you just caught yourself a banhammer, sir. What did you think was going to happen? Dang. Uh, yeah, you almost got to respect that level of pettiness where it's like, I I need to piss and moan on the internet and Joel isn't allowing me to do this and now I'm going to go to another video and register my disgust. Wow. Yep. YouTuber problems, everybody. <laughs> and then the other weird one that was announced, and this was, this was announced at the beginning of the week, Grant Morrison, what, six, is the 14 or 16 issues into his run on Green Lantern, is canceling the book and starting Green Lantern and the Dark Stars. Really unexpected. And, like, for anyone who doesn't know, the Dark Stars are, like, this, like, police, like, like, like group, like, like, similar to the Green Lantern Corps that, like, Kyle Rayner and Donna Troy were a part of. Like back, back during the pre-New 52 era of DC, and now Grant Morrison's like, hey, let's bring the Dark Stars back and get rid of the entire Green Lantern Corps. And, 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 and it's like, what? The power, yeah. the power this man has. <laughs> like, is this going to screw up Jon Stewart on, the, on, the, on Justice League? Or like, what's about to happen? <laughs> I don't think it is, because I think nothing in that Grant Morrison book has affected anything else. The, that's the weird thing at DC right now. They have so many big... I don't want to use the term prima donna writers, but they're definitely treating them like prima donnas, where it's like, okay, you guys just do whatever you want, and we'll we'll, we'll try and make it make sense, even even when none of it makes sense. That 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 doesn't sound good. No, it it really doesn't. And again, they're so they're so afraid to lose any of their big talent. I'm sure many a times in their bullpen, someone has said, "Look, I want to do X, and if you don't like it, I'll just go right for Marvel." <laughs> I mean, right now they're afraid that everyone's gonna go do indie books. That's yeah, that too. That's the scarier thing because like all these new indie books coming out are just kicking ass. Yeah, I'm gonna go right for Image. And surprisingly, Image is still around. Given yeah. what we're gonna talk about later, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like out of left field, I was not expecting this. He Man <laughs> is coming out of uh, out the hole and having a new series written by Tim Seeley. And what? <laughs> 
Man, Tim Seeley's having a good year, but first he became the, uh, what is it, supervising uh, president of Heavy Metal Magazine. He's still doing more Hack Slash. Now he's got this and the uh, Dark Multiverse book. Like, I, like, I was, I was kind of sad that, like, He-Man didn't get more after the, um, what was it, the Injustice versus uh, Masters of the Universe, which was, like, so short. Mm-hmm. But, but, but this is good that this is a thing. I'm kind of excited for this. It's funny that in an era where Conan is coming back culturally, He-Man is also coming back culturally as well. It's like these two, you know, ride each other's coattails around. I, I keep putting off. Uh, Conan, I need to get into that at some point. You're, I, I'm doing the same. I should love it because it's written by Zub and Jason Aaron, who are two writers I absolutely adore. I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. I feel like it's like, hey, Joel, we wrote this just for you. Why aren't you reading it? Like, th- there are those kind of books where they just pop up and you're just like, oh, this is totally for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and then we already touched on Legion of Superheroes a little bit, but then. Not, like, not only was it like had like a precursor thing, but now it's actually getting its full series written by Bendis, which we talked about. But then, w- w- fellas, w- how is Batman Beyond still a thing? I ask myself that all the time. I guess the fan base must be really loyal, or they really don't want to lose Jurgens. <laughs> like Travis, little column A, to... little column B. Oh. I-, I feel like we need to stop sleeping on this book. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, is there something truly amazing in it, or is it just, if you want anything Batman Beyond related, you have to read this, because you're not getting it anywhere else. Like, because first, they, they showed that um his, his uh, Terry McGinnis' brother Matt was becoming Robin Beyond. Right. And now we're getting Batwoman Beyond, and I'm just like, what? Building a whole Beyond Bat family, I guess. Which is crazy, because like when um, Kate Kane was, was created... Um, her bat symbol was strikingly similar to Terry's bat symbol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they, they done spun it back in a circle where now it's 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 come around to where there's a new Batwoman with the same symbol. I uh, I will stick to my Kyle Higgins digital Batman Beyond comics that ran for a couple volumes. That's the true continuation as far as I'm concerned. Of I, the cartoon. I agree, but like this is still nice. Yeah. Like, Take what you can get. Like, like Travis, did you read that that uh, Kyle Higgins series? No, no, I did not. It was like I, I feel like you need to look it up because like it was <laughs> Dick Grayson coming in and trying to like be the the new mentor for Terry, and Bruce is like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be a better, healthier mentor and save you from my fate. And it's you know really cool too because Dick Grayson never showed up in the cartoon so to see old man Dick Grayson in the page of the comics was really really solid like the only hit we ever 2.0 we Batman Beyond 2.0 yeah Batman Beyond 2.0 by by Kyle Higgins they're digital so they're short so you could actually read it all really quickly is it is it on comiXology good question I need to find out because I would love to reread that Here's the thing. You read that, you got to also read Justice League Beyond 2.0 because they actually uh, cross over at one point and they fight the Justice Lords again. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really amazing. How many issues was it? Uh, was, uh, it says Not that four- many. 40 issues? Oh, wow. But yeah, but they're like half the length of a regular comic. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. So it's really only like 20. Okay. I think I only got through the first arc, and then I never finished it. 
which is the first arc I think might be the weakest one because Higgins actually said that, yeah, they uh, made me wrap that one up quicker. Oh, dang. Yeah. I, see, and the, and the thing was, like, even in the original show, like, uh, I think, what was it, during the Batman movie, uh, Barbara Gordon just goes, well, you don't, don't want to know where, where Nightwing is, guy. Like, you just, mm. just don't worry about that. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. And then from there... We, we had the really weird announcement that all three of us will appreciate that he's kind of back, but, like, not really. Um, in this weird miniseries for Wally West Flash called Flash Forward, he's going mm-hmm. to a dark multiverse, uh, like, Earth, where everyone's, like, vampires, except for Roy Harper, who's a vampire hunter. And he's wearing, like, his, like, retro Titans 80s um, arsenal suit. And... I'm just like, what? What? Because, you know, Scott Lobdell has only done good things with Roy Harper, right? Oh, right. Sure, no. Surely he will do fine by multiversal Roy, oh. am I right? Just, just, like, keep the trucker hat so far away. Mm-hmm. Would it no, not be man. ridiculous where they're like, oh, we're keeping Vampire Hunter Roy, actually. He's going to be the main Roy now. It'll save us from having to resurrect the dead one. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be some bullshit? Like, wouldn't like that sounds ridiculous, but you wouldn't put it past them. I mean, we have Nick Fury oh. Jr. as a thing, so like, yeah. anything's possible. I mean, like, Travis, you and I have been sad for a while now, ever since Roy, Roy died. Joel, I don't know how you have felt since Roy died. Oh, I'm a I'm a massive Green Arrow fan, and I'm a big fan of Green Arrow because I love his family of characters and their dynamic. I. I've railed numerous times on my own show about how DC has basically dragged the character of Roy Harper through the mud for no reason for the better part of a decade now from, like, Cry for Justice onward. Uh, Travis, don't read Cry for Justice. You'll you'll, you'll be upset. It's the worst. I have to if I want this op-ed to be uh, on point. (laughs) It's literally where it all goes wrong for Roy Harper. It's just they all universally decide, you know what? Fuck Roy Harper and his entire happy life. Like it goes from hey let's cut off his arm to hey let let's let's have his daughter be dead to hey let's make her a zombie in his Rise of Arsenal series. Let's let's make his dick not work and let's get him back oh, on god. drugs. No, oh really. Oh my god! <laughs> and all these things happen in like very quick succession. I'm like, who hates this character so much? Don't worry, Somebody then we'll, does. Then we'll reboot him with a stupid trucker cap and we'll give him several new origins because no one actually pays attention to what they are. And then we'll kill him in Sanctuary because fuck him, that's why. (laughs) Yep, that's the life of Roy Harper, everyone. Oh, and he might be Leviathan too. That's a popular theory that shit's around. I don't want that. Don't say that. (laughs) No, I really do. I don't think it's going to be that. But again, that's such a stupid idea. I could see them doing it. Yep. Like, uh, Travis, help me. (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't, um, I'm trying to readjust to my new reality after that truth bomb. (laughs) (laughs) You're used to Mary's (laughs) truth bombs. You weren't ready for a Joel one. (laughs) No, I wasn't. I so wasn't. And the the fact that they gave him erectile dysfunction and then made him start shooting up heroin again is the most foul thing to do to a character it's the worst thing too because like cheshire shows up and like so i heard our daughter's dead what the fuck and and he's like um have sex with me and it's like oh okay but you can't get it up so never mind 
he also Ooh. calls heroin China cat, which you can tell that that story was written by someone who doesn't know anything about drugs. <laughs> I gotta get the China cat. I gotta get it into my veins. I'm like, no one calls it that. China cat. Yep. <laughs> now, to their credit, um, whoever wrote um, his the, the, the Convergence um, tie-in for yeah. Roy Harper, they were like, we have to fix Roy. This was horrible. We have to fix it before the universe goes away. <laughs> and even then, he was kind of a dick in that story, lying to people and doing a bunch of other stuff. I'm like, this is better, but it's still not good. The best Roy Harper was was when Ben Percy brought him back for a minute and they yes. remembered for a second that, oh, wait, he was actually raised by Native American yes. people, wasn't he? And he went back to the reserve and they had a cool story with his family. That was the best he had ever been in a while. If you want a good Green Arrow story, read the beginning of Rebirth. Because it's like mm -hmm. everything starts coming back, like Dinah's back, and we're going to put up with Imiko a little bit longer. And it's like, okay, Roy's here. <laughs> And we're not going to bring Firestorm camera characters into, into my Green Arrow. Yeah, yes, thank you. Please, no more of that. Also, Diggle will still be here, but he won't be as prominent. As long as Felicity's not here, like, because last yeah. thing I need is a Firestorm character in my Green Arrow book. I, I, I wanted to give that new run a chance because it was right after Jeff Lemire. And I'm like, all right, I'll read this first issue. Oh, Felicity's here? Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. They actually put her in the books. That's terrifying. Yes, they, for like two volumes. They brought the writers of the TV show at the like the beginning of the New 52 to write the book. Which was wow. such a slap in the face to Jeff Lemire. Like, hey, man, so no one's reading Green Arrow right now. Do whatever you want. Okay, I'll reinvent the wheel and make him like a cool treasure hunter with an interesting family history. Awesome. Love it. Okay, now get off the book, though, so we can have these TV show writers come in and they can tank it all over again. Oh, my God. DC does that a lot. That's that. That's the same thing with Nightwing. Hey, people hate this red-suited Nightwing. Hey, Tim Seeley, can you fix it slowly over time? Sure can. Okay, get off now, because we're going to shoot him in the head and have him lose his memory. <laughs> My name's not Rick! <laughs> It is now. <laughs> and the fact that no one in the Bat family cares that he's literally running around thinking he's another person really upsets me. Like, Barbara did Bro. for, like, two seconds in, like, the two first issues of the Rick Grayson arc, and then it was like, nope, go away. We don't matter anymore. Yeah, man, Yo. just let our friend live with amnesia. I know you've been reading Why? Travis. How have you felt about this whole Rick Grayson situation? Honestly, I have one question, and that is, why is Rick Grayson have no commitment issues, but Dick Grayson has all the commitment <laughs> issues. Oh, I well, that's the part of the brain oh, that God. got damaged. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That I was... didn't know that, actually. That's an interesting bit of insight. <laughs> well, because in, like, this, this Rick Grayson run that we've got, he's had one girlfriend. and I grant you it's been a short amount of time, but Dick Grayson is kind of notorious for being a piece of shit. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> but he's so charming, he always gets forgiven. Yes. Right. He's so pretty that no one cares. Oh, he's so he's Nightwing. I used to be Batman. Oh, and then that's like the, that's the rest of it. Wait, did you know I used to be Batman? Dick, <laughs> Dick, Dick. We, we think you're a sex addict, actually, Dick. This is what we really need to talk about. This. Nope. La 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 la. Not hearing you. La 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 la. Off to my next relationship and my next job. Dick, you can't hold down a job. You've had like a million different jobs. 
Right, and he's just getting the Freudian slips, fighting crime. He's like, you know, nothing makes me feel calmer than when I'm flinging my sticks around. Like, hey, hey, man, chill. <laughs> Uh-oh. And now he's in his true happy place as a member of the Court of Owls. <laughs> I, I do actually like that, where it's like, who's who's going to be the one to maybe shake this Rick stuff off and have Dick remember who he is? Oh, his yeah, his great 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 grandfather William Cobb. Actually, that's I actually kind of like that. Where it's like, no, your name's not Rick. You're you're freaking my family, man. Remember who you are. Remember. Oh Lord, if we have a Lion King moment, that's gonna be excellent. Yeah, remember who you are, Dick. Remember, take your place in the circle of owls. Oh God. Okay, well, from all of that, let's move from Mar- uh, from DC news into what I like to call the Marvel slash Disney news. That's also slash Star Wars news. Um, first big thing that the whole um, Star Wars like Legion of the world uh, was freaking out about this week was Ewan McGregor has signed on to come back as Obi Wan for a Disney Plus TV show. And what? Cool. Can people stop asking for this now? And can we actually get new Star Wars properties instead of, you know, wallowing in the original trilogy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, as, I, I can agree with that. As far as I'm concerned, uh, Obi-Wan already got the best continuation to his story, the best finale. It was in that episode of Rebels where old ass Obi-Wan fights old ass Darth Maul and the fight takes like three seconds. Yes. And it's like so clean, too. Like you expect it to yep. take like five years and then it's just. Yep. It's over. He's like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to make this one move in this one moment. And Maul isn't even mad about it. He's like, thank you. You have finally ended my wretched, painful life. Did we did we get them? Did we get back at the Empire? Yeah, sure, man. Whatever. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched that, Travis? <laughs> no, but I certainly want to now. I'm at the link. It's so it's so clean. Like you, because you, you watched Maul grow as like Star Killer. I mean Sam Witwer. I mean Darth Maul through all of Clone Wars, and then it comes in for Rebels, and he's like this badass. And, like, apparently some stuff happened in Solo, but we don't know about that because it didn't get a sequel. And mm. we, we go into Rebels where he's, like, this badass, and then he hunts down Obi-Wan, and it's just this one fire around, the, like, one final battle around the campfire. And then it just, shoom, it's over. It was really, really well. Rebels, just in general, was top-tier Star Wars writing. It was. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it to come to Disney+, Plus. that way I don't have to buy the DVDs and I can just, like, mm. watch it in succession. I hope they have commentary. I'd like to listen to commentary on that. I, what I really... Like, is there Clone Wars commentary? I've never looked. I think there has to be. I feel, I feel this late in the game there has to be. Okay, I might have to look into that, because that would be amazing for when Disney+, Plus comes out. And also, too, if you're going to base it on anything else, when I was reading the Star Wars comics, I had to stop because I just had too much to cover. But there was, like, a really good set of annuals where you actually got to see Obi-Wan living on Tatooine and him basically, you know, yes. getting into... What, what, what would you call those situations? Getting into, like, a Clint Eastwood unforgiven mm-hmm. problems where Jabba's gang keeps hassling him and the neighbors, and he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to pick up my lightsaber. Okay, you're gonna, oh, you're gonna make me do it, Jabba. God damn it. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. Leave crazy Ben Solo alone. Is that what the show is gonna be? Like, that would be kind of cool if it's just, like, Obi-Wan watching over Luke for a few seasons. I feel that's what it has to be. Him like, okay, what was he doing? Surely he just didn't sit in his hut twiddling his fingers that whole time. 
He got into adventures and shenanigans, I'm sure, on Tatooine, while also trying very hard to make sure Luke didn't know he was there. Like that, and maybe like some training from from uh, Liam Neeson if he's not canceled anymore. That would be kind of cool. Oh yeah, can we get the ghost of Liam Neeson to show up in there? Because like we got him back for Clone Wars for like one episode. We can get him back for a TV show. Hey Ben, stop dreaming about me <laughs> in my ghost form. <laughs> you know what you should do, Ben? You should go into town there. You should go to the canteen and you should try and pick a fight with some of Jabba's gangsters. That's what I would do. That would, that would be something Liam Neeson would do. Yeah. No, Force Ghost Quagon. You keep pitching that, and I keep saying no. All right, fine. I'm out of here. Well, Never talk to me again. So, like, there's that. Is there potential for flashbacks, do we feel? Mm, that'd be interesting. Travis, I'm, I'm not, how much of a Star Wars fan are you? Because we don't talk about Star Wars a lot, but like you and I. Um, you guys make me feel like a casual because I have not seen Rebels, and I'm like right now about to get to this three second fight. I've only seen it like three times. Like I've seen like three episodes. Like because I remember there was the episode are Rex you came back. Like Rex came back the one episode. I saw the Vader Ahsoka fight, mm. and I saw like one of the Thrawn episodes. That's it. Oh, Rex is like a supporting character for a good chunk of the show. Oh, snap. They, they, they write him a happier ending saying, yeah, he was actually there at the Battle of Scarif and all these other big moments. Rex totally makes it, thanks to Rebels. Oh, Mother Trucker. Yeah. I'm like, good, good for him. Thank you for writing a happy ending for one of these characters. Well, that makes me happy. See, now I'm going to have to like watch this fully when Disney Plus comes out, because that sounds amazing. It's really solid, and also you'll have to watch the Mandalore-focused episodes, because I can only imagine that stuff will be referenced in the Mandalorian. See, that's what I'm excited for. It's really solid shit how they go from, like, all right, Mandalore was this idyllic place, then it fell apart, then there was a civil war where half-backed the Empire, half-backed the Rebels, and then everything kind of seemed okay for a minute, but you know because of canon it's all going to fall back apart again, and they're all going to be, like, wayward <laughs> bounty hunters and shit. Yeah. That could be really cool. See, I'm I'm waiting for um, Thrawn to come back, like in a movie. Like mm. I'm, I'm waiting for. It. I, I I wonder if like that's what might be part of Episode Nine would be mm. putting him into canon. I, I, I think that's wishful thinking. He is like an arc long villain, like a series long villain for Rebels. And in fact, they even keep his canon there at the end, where it's like, and then. Thrawn went off to deep space to, you know, explore unfounded country and was never seen again until they decide he should be seen again. Oh, great. That would be but hey, for, for once they keep the canon, though, which I appreciate. Yes. We don't have a mess of a canon where like, half the good stuff is over here and then the Christmas special is over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you mean you don't love Wookiee Life Day? I'm just waiting for that to get reinstated. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Well, Come like, on, not even ironically. It, I mean, like maybe, but like, I, I I'm, I, I want to show, like, maybe, like I would expect Disney of all people would would reference that joke at some point, mm. like reference, like have like a redo of the Christmas special and make it somewhat good. But I, yeah. I, I don't know if it'll ever happen. And Wookie Life Days canceled this year. <laughs> the oh, Thrawn who stole Wookie Life Day. Oh dear God. <laughs> But the Thrawn who lived just west of Kashyyyk did not. <laughs> See, look, this writes itself. So, like, is there any, like, so, all in all, we do think that the Obi-Wan show, yay, but, like, now can we get new stuff, I guess? Basically. 
It's the, if this is the pill I have to swallow, sure, fine. At least you got the original guy back. Yeah, that's fair. Well, well, the original for the for the prequel trilogy. You didn't you didn't dig up the corpse of uh, corpse of Alec Guinness and get him in there. <laughs> that would be bad. Um, so the other like one of the, now we're in like the Marvel ish news. Um, the one of the bigger things that came out last week, like like I think it was during the weekend leading into this week, was. Kelly Thompson has been tapped to take over the Deadpool book. That was surprising. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm mixed on how I feel about it because she wrote him decently in Mr. and Mrs. X, mm. but like, I don't know if it's like solid enough for a whole book, but I'm excited to see what happens. It's interesting. I will say that I basically swore off Deadpool after like the five year Duggan run. Cause I'm like, okay, no one, no one's going to be able to top this for a very long time. And I thought Scotty Young, yeah, he's done good work. Yeah, he's funny. But I thought he was a really safe, really boring pick for Deadpool. Kelly Thompson is at least an exciting uh, pick for Deadpool. Where it's like, all right, I definitely want to check this shit out. I mean, it's going to be hard to top Duggan for me, but I'm excited to see what she can do. Yeah, likewise. Travis, like, what do you think about it? Uh, you know I'm the wrong guy to ask about Marvel stuff. So. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I heard you say you like Deadpool, though. I do like Deadpool, but I don't... I don't know him enough to know other writers like with Deadpool. Um, I think my immediate would be Gail Simone every time. <laughs> and she already did a run. Yeah, she did. Well, okay. Hopefully this goes well. Um, the, 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 the random, like these, these next two books that were announced have me at like all kinds of what in the actual hell, because not only are we getting the the movie tie in before the movie comes out, aka Morbius the Living Vampire is getting his own book. That's nah, just sanity. But Yondu is getting a book. Yeah, all right. I mean, if Death's Head can have a book, Yondu can have a book. Well, like Death's Head kind of made sense because they wanted to like keep the property like license, but like because mm. like um. Um, for, for those who don't know, Death's Head originally was pitched back, I believe, in the '70s as like the like when Marvel had the comic book publishing rights for uh, Transformers before IDW mm-hmm. got them. Death's Head was like the Punisher for Transformers. Yes, it was a very strange time, and that was that wasn't even regular Marvel. That was Marvel UK, which that used to be a thing. Marvel UK was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mar- yes, it was. Wow, I feel old now. And I'm only 23. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. Um, I don't know what this book is even going to be about. I kind of wish Blade was getting a new book instead of Morbius, the Living Vampire, but we can't have yeah. everything in life. No, clearly not. I mean, I'm sure we will closer to the release of that movie. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so Aren't excited. we all? Like, that's going to be great. But, like, Yondu, isn't it a little late for Yondu? Yeah, shouldn't you have done this during, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when he was, like, at uh, probably the height of his power, you could say? Like, you could have just called the book Mary Poppins and everyone would have bought it. I mean, if that's not the first arc uh, title, what's even the point of doing this? And, like, they already, like, like if you read Future Foundation, they made him look more like the movie already, and I'm just like, uh... He's the Rook. He's Michael Rooker. I mean... I'm I'm not entirely thrilled about these books, but like, hey, if you are a big fan of Michael Rooker, you might enjoy this. And I know uh, one of our one of our staff, our creative director Kai, was going to be excited about a Morbius book, but like, eh, movie tie-in, same vein of Birds of Prey, 
I mean, who uh, who's writing that Morbius book? Is it anyone I've heard of? Um, I don't even have it pulled up. Living Vampire. Da-da-da. Um, it, uh, news. Hey, Google, help me out here. Re- returns for new title. It is being written. No, no, by, by Lala. Um, being written by Vida Ayala. Never heard of them. Have they written anything I would know? Um, um, she's written like the, the, she's written for DC. Um, pulling up now. Uh, she wrote a issue of the holiday special. Um, she wrote right. a, little, a little bit of Supergirl. Uh, she wrote Secret uh, Suicide Squad's Secret Files. Oh, so this so basically a lot of anthologies and a lot of backups. This this sounds like trial by fire. This sounds like hey new kid get in there. I mean like. <laughs> It, it, I, I, it's hey, if you can come in and write a good Morbius book, then more power to you, honey. Like that's true. That's the thing. Like hey, may, maybe it'll be great. Maybe this writer has so many good Morbius ideas. You don't know. Hey, I mean, it might be the same way that like um, they snuck. Um, who, who is writing Death's Head right now? Oh, uh, Teeny Howard. Yeah, like like the same way they snuck her in. Like hey, Teeny Howard, write, write Death's Head, and then we'll let you do other stuff. Like. That like that might be like their little thing there of like, hey, write some Morbius, then we'll let you do something else. That's that's hazing the new kid. That's like, hey, if you can make people <laughs> read this, we'll give you something more substantial. Uh, that's kind of mean. That's uh, uh, not okay. And it's the- like, geez, just whip me with towels, please. Don't make me write Morbius. <laughs> I'd much rather be whipped with towels than having to write something about Morbius. I'd be like, ah, uh, he's a vampire and a scientist, and uh, sometimes he lives in the monster metropolis, but sometimes he doesn't. And um, 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 <laughs> that'd be me. Like, I literally would not even know word one for Morbius. If I was like, a, if I were to write Morbius, I would just reinvent him. That way, the movie doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah. That would be the way to do it, and like, just like, kind of pull what Hickman's doing for the X Men, and just like rewrite everything, and then just let it go, and no one can be mad about it. Like, don't even make it about Morbius. Make it about the history of vampires in yes. the Marvel universe and their deep, intricate society. And every so often, Morbius will walk by and be like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, but let me tell you about Frost and Dracula and all these other famous vampires uh, in the Marvel canon. Oh, gosh. I mean, like, they've reinvented Dracula so many times in the Marvel canon, it's not yeah. even funny. See, my favorite was the um, the one during X-Men Curse of Mutants where, like, he had the armor and was, like, a knight. And then mm. Jason Aaron's uh, one, he's just, like, this decrepit man in a suit. And I'm like, you were so cool. What happened to you? But he's also like a master planner who now is living in the Chernobyl zone. I'm like, will Morbius go to Chernobyl to hang out with his people? Oh, God. <laughs> do, do other vampires like Morbius? Because it's like, yeah, but you're a living vampire, though. You got this way via science. We got this way via magic. Is there like some sort of like turf war racism between the magic vampires and the science vampires? <laughs> that would be an interesting book. See, Marvel, we're writing this book for you. <laughs> Yeah, really, Jesus Christ. Where, where, where's our title? Look, just give it to us. We'll bang it out in a week. <laughs> Shit, I just said I wouldn't be able to write word one on Morbius. And I'm like, well, actually, now the longer I think about it. <laughs> and then the other big Disney thing that was this past like like few weeks is that um, not only is Disney not impressed with how New Mutants looked as a property, like because like, they don't think it's going to make much money, and but apparently they've already made sure that reshoots are happening. 
Oh, God. More reshoots are just fucking let it die. <laughs> just put it on streaming. No one wants to see it. It's part of a dead franchise from another <laughs> studio. Even like Joe and Jane Popcorn know, oh, I don't have to see this one because they didn't fucking see Dark Phoenix either. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, and then there was that. Like, see, I'll, I'll, I'll get to my feelings on the means in a second. But like, the Doctor Doom movie has been axed, they were going to do. Um,. The was Flash. that a thing? I even forgot about that. It was hinted so long ago, and they were like, they're going to do a Doctor Doom movie and a Silver Surfer movie, and then, like, keep it going. And I'm like, but, but and not, now it's not happening, apparently. And then Taika Waititi was supposed to, like, reboot Flash Gordon. That's not happening. Oh, that's unfortunate. I would have actually liked to have seen that. That would have been freaking cool. Flash Gordon is one of those interesting things like uh, John Carter of Mars and like all this other stuff where it's like, look, you know, the thing that science fiction has been ripping off for years, this this was the original. <laughs> See that? Right. Into now would be kind of funny. Yeah. And at least if you gave it to someone like Watiti, clearly he has very crazy vision and surely he would have made it like a wry comedy. Yes. And then the ma- apparently, apparently, no one told me, and I'm angry. Imagine the Gathering movie was happening along with the Netflix show that's happening, but now the movie's canceled, and a new, but they were gonna reboot the League of the Extraordinary Gentlemen, and that's canceled. oh, make that gonna- a show. Don't make that a movie. Yes, make that a Netflix show. That would be amazing. Yeah, that needs to be a Netflix show or something for streaming, because as we saw with the first one, you're not going to be able to tackle all the cool shit about Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen in one movie. Yes, definitely. Um, Mega Man was getting a movie. That's gone. Okay, random. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see the returns of the Sonic movie before we decide if Mega oh. Man needs one. Oh, God. The amount of memes that Travis has sent me about Sonic has been unreal. I can only imagine. <laughs> you laugh because you know it's true. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and then, like Assassin's Creed Two, which I didn't know that was even going to happen, has been canceled. I thought that yeah. wasn't even a thing. Likewise. Like I thought. Like I was. I'm, I'm even wondering if we're going to get another game since the comics already wrapped up the storyline. Yeah, that's so weird with Assassin's Creed, the way that they chose to tell their story, where it's like, it feels like you only come out with a new game now as to justify and feed all this extra uh, extra work and extra media. Yeah, and, and then a Sim- they were going to make a Sims movie. Like, okay, that what? I did hear about. Like, when you ha- like, have, like, sort of, like, Wreck-It Ralph it, where, like, people discover they're being controlled, or, like, the Emoji movie, like, what? Uh. I don't know uh, what you would do with that. My co-host Matt and I said that should be a horror movie to find out that you're actually being controlled by some dick on a computer. <laughs> Ugh. Who tries to starve you and drown you in the pool and everything and makes you wet yourself. Make it like a real existential crisis film. Wow, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think I would watch that. Yeah, just make <laughs> The Sims, like, truly horrible. <laughs> Like, actually, like, that couple seconds uh, in that movie Gamer with Gerard Butler, although really that was more Second Life than Sims, but you could still do it. Yeah, you you really could. Wow. See, that's a really good idea. (laughs) It's it's what I do. (laughs) And and then we're going to move into... So that was all the the Marvel and Disney news. There wasn't a lot, because, like, next Monday and Tuesday will be the Marvel solicitations, so we'll Mm. talk about that next Saturday, but D23 is also coming up. That's true. So they're trying to like hold off for that. 
So, a little bit of like in, in, quick indie news before we go ahead and wrap up. Um, it was announced that Rodney Barnes of um, La- Lando, D- uh, M- Money or Nothing, and Falcon fame. Bring back Falcon, damn it, Marvel. Mm. Bring Agreed. Where, where is even Sam right now? Sam is just in the wind. We haven't seen him since the Doctor Strange in a Hell event. Wow. You know what they're Hollywood. doing. Uh, exactly. That's you know what they're gonna do. They're gonna sit on Sam for the longest time. They're gonna wait for that uh, Falcon Winter Soldier show, and then they're gonna bring him back. Maybe in the costume for the comics. I bet I would put money on that. But like, it would feel so cheap because they took it away from him. Well, but hey, guess what? Uh, Captain America gave up the costume just recently and is back to being Agent Steve. So yeah, but, the, but isn't Peggy Carter going to become Captain America now? Pardon for uh for what is it for that Elseworlds? Now she's the Dryad. No, like um for the um the, for Coates' run right now. Oh, is that a thing? Is that like the, at the end of like the Agent Steve issue randomly went um freaking what's her name um blonde sharon walks yeah. into a room and, and says Aunt, like grandma peggy and she's just standing there all young and shit and you're like what i i assume that's just like hey she's back to be the drive but that would be an interesting twist too that would i mean like if they give sam back the costume i'll be excited like that was one of my favorite runs of any series ever likewise so. So, like, if that could make that a thing, I'd be very happy. But give it, um, give it back to him and actually let him, you know, uh, ha- have, like, a better run with it and be like, okay, now I do it on my terms. That would be good. That would mm-hmm. be good. So, speaking of Ronnie Barnes, um, he is writing a horror book for Image called Philadelphia. And it's supposed to be, like, this really, like, dark and gritty thing, like, in, like, the streets of, of Philadelphia, going back to the American dream. It kind of sounds like it's going to have some racial tensions in it, and I'm kind of excited to see, because the, uh, there was this book last year that explored, like, bigoted ghosts at Image, and it was kind of <laughs> cool. That does sound cool. So, like, the idea of, like, Barnes getting a crack at, like, hate-filled ghosts like sort sort of like in the vein of how bitterroot does like the hate-filled like like monsters it'd be kind of cool yeah, to see yeah. ronnie barnes tackle that into more horror element i uh, i went to philadelphia one time for a convention it was the strangest uh, situation i've ever been in because it's like hey come to scenic downtown philadelphia don't look at that homeless encampment by the hotel also cool now that you're in the hotel uh there's a bank and restaurants and everything else right here enjoy your stay in philadelphia please don't go out in philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> and just legions of security guards on every floor in this hotel and i'm like this this feels strange for a little canadian me <laughs> i don't I've, I've never been in a hotel like even in the hood where there's that many security guards but that sounds weird it's it's shocking just a legion of security on every single floor and like at night when i would hear the sirens go off and look down and i would see like the huge walls separating the hotel from the outside and as i look down and see the sirens i'm like am i the 1% i feel very much like the 1% right now all right it was a messed up feeling i tell you well, oh damn Wow. <laughs> everyone was super nice in Philadelphia, though, by the way. Everyone I met was super, super cool. It really is the city of brotherly love. I really felt that. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Even for the scary parts, it's like, hey, that's good. <laughs> okay. And, the, and then it, like the other weird thing, like image news that came out was that apparently Rob Liefeld, actually not in trouble for once with the comic what? community. He's, what? 
<laughs> um, he apparently is ending his run on Youngbloods because of a rights dispute. Oh. Because apparently back during the 80, like the 80s, he sold the like TV and film rights, and one of the people he sold it to uh, licensed it for some comics and toys, and now it, he's having rights issues. And I'm like, okay, that's... And he, he went on this whole rant on Facebook about like how he, he's not giving up and he has other properties to write about. But I'm like, Rob, Rob, like, Youngblood was already a ripoff of your New Mutants run. Just let it go. Yeah, but man, <laughs> but but boy, has that ripoff, like, standed the test of time. I'm shocked <laughs> that that book continued as long as it did, where I'm like, really, Youngblood? Really? Okay. I mean, like, the idea, like, it, like in his art style of, like, making everyone so weird looking, and then he tried to bring it back, I just, like, I never clicked with me. No, likewise. But again, I guess there's an audience for it. I guess someone's been buying it this whole time. Travis. <laughs> Put me on blast again. Hey, hey, hey. Like, if you're like a secret like Rob Liefeld fan and you had never told me, I would be very ashamed. I am uh I'm not. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I uh his his disproportionate bodies always throw me off. Like, still, that Captain America picture always just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Me and Sal were actually talking about that famous Captain America picture. Apparently, that's not actually in his, like, uh, New Age of Heroes Captain America run. That's, like, a solicitation piece of artwork that was in, like, a wizard magazine or something, which really bothered me because I had aspirations and ideas of being like, look, I'm going to track down that piece of artwork and get him to autograph it for me. Oh, that's wow. That that further that dream further got deflated when I also found out that apparently he charges like upwards of a hundred bucks for like autographs. Oh dude, like, like his major X autograph editions were freaking through the roof. I cannot believe that. Never never has art so lackluster been cost so much to sign. <laughs> That's why when he threw such a fix. We talked about on the show of him getting mad about um like someone saying. Was his major X appearance of like major X, and I'm like, who cares? Just make money. Like, yeah, you're already selling like the autograph copies of the number one for like 150 dollars. Like, like they're not gonna like be that ex- expensive later. No one cares. I guess it's how he pays his bills. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know how the young blood situation is gonna work out because apparently, like, because the person told him we'll make you as like as 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 rich as uh like Scott, I mean, like, freaking uh, as McFarlane, and I'm like, uh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, McFarlane's got toy money, man. Well, that was the whole idea. They were like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll sell this for toys and make young blood toys. Like, no one's gonna buy young blood toys. Let it go. Are there young blood action figures? There has to be. Are there? If there are, I've never seen them, or at least I just have brain blindness whenever I pass them at, like, a show or something. That would be... Is is that a thing? Because, I mean, like, you figure, like, the height of the 90s when it was popular, that was the height of, like, action figures and statuing and everything, too. Hey, Google, are there young blood action figures? I'm looking. Like, apparently, there was, like, one line... Like one round early on, I think McFarlane Toys tried to help do them. Mm, right. 
Hey, I imagine if you could find them, they're probably pretty big collector's items now. Um, one of them, is, like for Sentinel, is actually on sale on Amazon for nine dollars. Oh, holy shit! Well, 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 I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> got a quarter of the market on Youngblood's action figures, but business is picking up, don't you know, with this new television dispute? Lord in heaven, that would be so bad. And then the one last thing that I was able to find for any stuff is that for for those who love Jim Carrey's The Mask, and then that other movie we don't talk about, um, <laughs> Jim Kennedy. It, 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 I, I don't hate Son of the Mask. I just, it, it, it's like that, like you're a parent. Like, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't that bad, as everyone acts like it is. But apparently we're getting a female-led um, mask miniseries from Dark Horse. And it's oh. gonna, it's going to be, uh, I think, six issues? Yeah, six issues. Um, wh- where, like, they're going to be a hardcore, like, street villain um, and all this, this shit. Um, it looks really interesting. Like the right. cover just has like the per- like the person wearing the mask and a hoodie and like trying to, to run a campaign for like to, like to run for mayor. Interesting. And it, I'm like, okay, interesting. The mask is one of those like really strange franchises where like the comic was nothing like the movie, but the movie what was was the thing that was popular and spawned cartoons and toys and everything else, and it's never been as popular or as like hot a brand as it was back then. Yeah, I mean, like it. It this might be something that I might have to read because it looks kind of interesting from what the art is showing. But, yeah, who's? Do they know who's writing it yet? Um, I'm looking. Uh, uh, written by Christopher Cantwell, uh, the showrunner for AMC's Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, I know of that show. I have passed it on the guide. And then, um, art, uh, really manic artwork from Patrick Reynolds. I don't know who that mm. is, but um, like it's gonna be called "Mask." I pledge allegiance to the mask. So like, <laughs> if that tells you where this is gonna go, it like that it might be some like anarchy from Batman kind of thing. So I I, I might have to look check this out. And the title already made me chuckle, so that must be a good thing. Yes. So we are gonna go ahead and wrap up the show, but before we do, we always have our recommendations here for books that you can check out at a local comic book shop right now. They were released on Wednesday. Travis, what is your recommendation for uh, this week? Uh, Fantastic Four 13. Now, why is that? Um, because finally, finally, the underdog <clears throat> finally gets a one-up on <laughs> someone who has not been an underdog for quite some time, and that would be Immortal Hulk. And if you haven't read the comic, I won't I won't spoil too much for you, because they kind of preluded it to the last one. And if you've been on the internet, it's probably already been on your news feeds, but mm-hmm. it is... It's clobbering time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's back it's, again. It's, it's so good. And, like, after seeing the Hulk, like, climb so high that he climbs above Batman on the sales charts. Oh, he, yeah. He just goes, it's time for a lesson. <laughs> someone right. someone had to bring him back down to Earth. <laughs> you ain't ruining my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, was that the story? Was that what it was actually about, the yes. fight? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's cool. And then, uh, Joel, what would be your recommendation? Uh, For me, I'm going to recommend a book that I think is very much being slept on at Marvel right now, even though the writer, I think, has been having one of the best years on record, and that is Invaders number 8 from Chip Zdarsky. 
see, like, I've been hesitant to read that book because I felt like it was going to go the same way of, like, Black Panther and the crew and only be six issues. Uh, no, it's 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 finding an audience. And I I thought I totally agree with you because, like, The Invaders has never been a very popular series, even though I have always had a soft spot for them in my heart and I've always read every run. But, no, I think this is the one that makes it because the, the real secret weapon Chip Zdarsky found out is that The Invaders are really only a jumping-off point in this series. It's really more about the Marvel Universe and how Namor is screwing it all up. This is the most interesting, adult, mature, tragic take on Namor that I have read in a very long time. He's a villain, but he's also gone crazy, but it's almost like he has dementia, so you get to go into his head and see how like he's confused and everything and how it's pushing him to do bad stuff and all of his World War II buddies trying to help him and trying to save him. And hey, speaking of Fantastic Four, they finally had the brilliant idea eight issues in. Hey, maybe we should call the Fantastic Four for help. <laughs> We, we, we can do that now. They're back in the family fold. We can call them again. They so are. <laughs> yeah. An invisible woman comes out to help, and she's like, yo, Namor, I know we've had, like, a thing, a flirtatious thing. Can you stop being evil and stop trying to, like, uh, you know, turn people into fish people? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know, Sue. Also, oh, yeah, I have the serpent crowned again. This weird thing from the 60s that made me an amnesiac. I have it again. He's turning people into fish people? Uh, yeah, the whole deal is, uh, you remember Aquaman Sub Diego? Yes. It's basically that. Uh, he launched a bomb at an American city that turned them all into Atlanteans, and so now they need to live underwater. You just touched my heart Rushed. for knowing that I read Aquaman comics. That just made me so happy. There you go. <laughs> Which, admittedly, it's an amazing plan. Namor's like, yeah, it's the perfect plan. I don't even have to kill humans. I just have to turn them. Then they have to live under my rule under the sea. And the American government's like, well, anything that touches the water is technically Atlantis. So I guess that part of the city has to secede now. <laughs> Ugh, that's depressing. See, I miss Sub Diego. Can we can we just go back to the pre New Fifty Two, please? Mm. That's all I want. Like we can, we can take some of the things like Gail Simone books and stuff like that too. Like we can, well, except for Firestorm, we don't talk about Firestorm. But like everything else can come with us. Like I I, I just want to go back to like good Teen Titans books and like mm. good Aquaman. Mm -hmm. ex like except for Throne of Atlantis, that was good. I mean, and like Dan Abnett's last run was good as well. But like mm. everything else, I I need to go back. <laughs> You can, you can pick and choose the good stuff. I know Matt and me did a whole, like, what were the things we liked from the New 52 podcast a long time ago? I missed that one. I'll have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I mean, we're I, we're almost 200 episodes deep. Even I forget what I've done sometimes. Wow, that's really, like, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. It's the most consistent show I've ever been part of. <laughs> nice. And then, it, like, for my pick, I actually am going to uh, pimp two books because... As everyone knows, I am the number one Aquaman fan, and I have to rep this book. And granted, I'm still Kelly Sudakonic. We, we we might need to have a talk at some point because I'm very worried about where you're going with this book. But um, Aquaman, what number was it? Jesus, well, uh, this week's Aquaman. I believe it's either 35, 30, or 36. I forget which one. Um, it came out though this past week, and it it definitely kind of shows you what should have been already for Jackson Hyde during. Mm. Actually, no, it was fifty one. I'm horribly off in number, because um, I I'm still in Dan Abnett numbers. Um, like you you you, it takes you back to what should have been for Jackson Hyde during during brightest day of like learning lessons and doing everything because 
Aqualad was just kind of thrown into the mix of DC Rebirth by Benjamin Percy because Jeff Johns was like, hey, bring my guy back, please. And Benjamin Percy was like, I got it, boss. <laughs> and also because he's popular on television and everything, which I talk about this in my own Young Justice reviews, the strange case of discontinuity that surrounds mm-hmm. Calderon, Jackson Hyde. But please tell me more. And then, like, mm-hmm. randomly, the Young Justice TV show goes, hey, we'll make him gay, too, right? Yeah, we got you. Don't worry. Because he always was, right? It's like, well, yes, and also it's really confusing to people who didn't read the books. Yes, because it's like, <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, Tula, yeah, this wasn't a thing. You're, you can go die now. Hey, he can Hey, he, he, he can be bi, man. He's just a lover, Calder. He loves everybody. I would have loved that, like, good bi representation, but, like, just having more, like, actually gay black characters in comics is good. So I'm happy with that. But just mm. this this one issue. Also, the cover is so misleading because it acts like Black Manta gets his like mech suit at the beginning of the book, but he doesn't get it till the end of the book. And There's a like, lot of that with Year of the Villain, a lot of misleading shit. Yeah, and like it just hints at it for next issue, but the whole issue is just like this really cool thing of like Arthur showing Jackson how to like be a good person and like help like others in need and not always focus on just being a hero which like being a hero also matters in that regard as well and also this whole thing of like Mara trying to marry Volko to get the uh, the witches of Atlantis off off her ass is so funny <laughs> so definitely check that book out also my semi PG-13 slash rated R oh that's definitely rated R rated R pick of the week is also, a Chip Zdarsky book, it's Chip Zdarsky and Chris Anka's White Trees from Image uh, Comics. I, I picked that up. I haven't read that one yet, but I really want to. I did skim through it, and yes, it is most definitely an R-rated book. You, you definitely need to be a, a like decent age to read this, but it's oh, one yeah. of those books that is high fantasy, and I, I love it to death Like from that regard alone. But then it's like, hey... Good job for not being afraid to have like good gay rep in here. Good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so definitely pick that up, that book up if you are of legal age, and also pick up Aquaman and like in all in all, all four of the books we've talked about today. Um, uh, don't forget to check out all of our social media for uh, panel to panel is, is PTP at under like, at PTP underscore podcast. I can't talk because it is late. And don't forget to check out oncomicsground.com for all of our reviews and uh, all, like opinion pieces that we put out. Uh, Travis is gonna have a juicy one this week. It's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that side just tells you what, 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 what's gonna happen uh basically next week is gonna be travis just yelling into the screen multiple times both in article and vocal form so it's gonna be great also the internet's gonna be on fire on wednesday so just enjoy that everybody uh, oh yeah it's and, gonna burn the internet is gonna burn uh, it's, it's gonna be bad but um like check out our articles on our website and also uh follow us on instagram and twitter at on comics ground um joel thank you so much for being a part of this what is your closing statement for this episode oh well again thank you so much for having me ah geez i didn't i i I didn't study i didn't know i had to have a closing statement um i guess uh if you don't already follow me uh at cape joel i'm at cape joel all over the place uh on twitter on youtube etc etc uh, oh, I didn't mention this before, but uh, you know, I, I I I get a lot of recommendations to do podcasts, but I definitely knew I wanted to put you guys uh, at the top of the pile because we have the same art guy, so all of our little animated characters match. It's so cool. Yes. And I'm like, well, I have to do this just for aesthetic reasons. It looks like I was always meant to be here. <laughs> it's like a random coincidence, and then, like I even messaged him like, hey, look what I did. It was good shit. That was a good idea. <laughs> Right, and then Travis, what is your closing statement for the, uh, issue 14 of this podcast? Oh, man. 
definitely pick up some of these solicitations. There's some good stuff coming out. I'm excited. And be ready for next week. Yeah. Well, they, oh, hold on, man. <laughs> happy day. Today is a happy day. <laughs> but yeah, J- James is right. If you want to hear me basically chew your head off about what's going on next week, definitely tune in. All right. And my closing statement, as always, is support your local comic book shop. We need to keep this industry alive. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Panel to Panel. We will catch you folks next time. Peace out.